You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. For me, it like literally brings tears to my eyes because I'm so passionate about doing this for my customer. But to, to have them have this like life-changing experience because, you know, we go through so much scrutiny about our hair and it's so important how we show up. And to feel that I'm giving her something that helps her feel love for herself and take care of herself. And so then they're like, well, now I need you to make this for me because if you make it, then I know I'll trust it. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Hannah Joe, co-founder and CEO of Sienna Naturals. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. Your ratings and reviews mean so much to us. All right, everyone. Founded by Hannah Jope and co-owned by Issa Rae, Sienna Naturals is setting a new standard for clean, plant-based performance in the textured hair care industry, one that is focused on hair and scalp health. It is the only dermatologist-tested and approved hair care line made specifically for textured hair. Just like a skincare regimen, Sienna Natural products create wash day rituals that keep textured hair and scalp healthy, enabling customers to see immediate improvement and wear their hair in all the magnificent and diverse ways people with texture choose without compromising on ingredients. The brand has won six hair care awards, including Cosmopolitan Magazine Holy Grail, Essence Best in Black Beauty, and the Birdie Echo Award. Hannah, welcome to Business of the Beat. I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am a huge fan of yours. I admire everything you're doing, and I'm so honored to be invited and to have this conversation. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel the same way about you. I was just in New York and literally back-to-back meetings, we talked about you and Sienna Naturals and how amazing the brand is. I mean, it was just so much Hana and Sienna Naturals love. And so I was like, well, she's coming on my podcast. So I was very excited about that. <laughs> um, I love to hear it. I love to hear it. My ears must have been ringing. Absolutely. Well, let's jump in. Let's get into who you are and how you created this amazing brand, Sienna Naturals. Tell us everything. Tell us your story. Oh, my goodness. Um, (laughs) Yes. So honestly, I always start my story the same way because it's true. I feel like I've made Sienna Naturals for nine-year-old Hannah. And so very much I feel this brand has been inside of me since I was a child. 
I was born in South Minneapolis. I grew up in South Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I was raised in a very naturally inclined family. So my mom really incorporated wellness into our lifestyle. I had, on top of that, I had allergies and sensitivities. So I went to like a naturopath doctor on top of my Western medicine doctor. Um, I got acupuncture and, you know, chiropractic care. And so um, her instinct was to purchase not only our food from like a natural food store, but also our personal care and including our hair care. And we'd get the product home and, you know, I'd be washing my hair in the shower and it didn't feel good at all. You know, my, my, it, and in fact, my hair was oftentimes left feeling more dry and brittle and damaged after using those, you know, clean and safe, the safest and the cleanest and the healthiest product. And so, um, you know, and add to that, I was on a swim team. So I was in and out of the water, you know, three days a week at a minimum, sometimes five days a week during like the season with swim meets. And I was washing my hair all the time. And, um, you know, it's so funny. One of my old teammates DM'd me a while back and she was like, oh my God, I remember nine-year-old Hannah walking around the dressing room, trying everybody's <laughs> shampoos and conditioners. I was on a mission. I was like, no, something has got to work for my hair. And I just became obsessed with product from that young age, like the smell of it, the feel of it, looking for slip, looking for how it felt in my hair. So very much Sienna Naturals has been inside of me since I was young. And I think, you know, my experience growing up when I was a child, I really internalized a lot of that as, oh, there must be something wrong with me. There's something wrong with my hair. Why was I born with this hair? I internalized a lot of that and self-criticism. Um, but then as I grew up, I was fortunate enough to attend an HBCU. I went to Howard University and suddenly I was surrounded with a cohort of people with a similar experience and it just became crystal clear. It's not my problem. It's actually an industry problem. So then the mission became to create a product that is, you know, centering the textured hair consumer in clean innovation. Because we can do a lot with science, a lot with nature. Mother Nature gives us these gifts that work. We can make them even better with science and chemistry. And so Sienna Naturals is really a brand on a mission to center the textured hair consumer, design around coils and curls, and, um, and really focus on our, our hair and scalp health and, and creating these healthy products. You know, I just I love this story because the best products always come when there's a need that we have for ourselves, but then we can expand and amplify that need based upon the community, because so much of this is how do I connect to it so that I'm passionate? But then is this really something that can be scalable? And I love how you grew up in this way, because so many people, especially in the black and brown communities, we didn't have access to understanding natural. And so we're all kind of evolving and learning later in life. But for that to be your path, it so informs the future. And I love this nine-year-old Hana. And so when you think about, I, I love it. I love it. I'm like the nine-year-old Hana. And so as you were thinking about and doing all of this research, what was kind of that bridge of saying, okay, I know that I need to do this. I know that this works for me. I'm looking at these ingredients, but then actually launching a company is a whole other playing field. So what was that kind of bridge life like from this self-actualization of I need something for myself, I'm doing the research to now I'm going to center on design and chemistry? 
Yes. Um, it was a long journey. You know, the dream kind of went dormant, I would say, for a while. I went into business. I was working in um, a bank in New York after undergrad. And then I attended business school. And after business school, I went into consulting. And I think I was in strategy consulting. And I think that that experience really empowered me to feel like I could solve any problem. Because we sort of, the job is you swoop in, you help a C-suite solve a really big problem in their business. And you might, you might or you might not have background in that industry. But what you do is you use a toolkit to solve the problem. And so I think that that really armed me with the confidence that I could go and figure it out and crack it. Um, and, and so I took this leap of faith, uh, in many ways to do that. And, um, you know, it really started, it's, it's sort of anchored in research because there's a lot of research that goes into a consulting job and, and I find comfort in research and, um, just validating and understanding the numbers and, and the size of the, of the issue. Um, and so I, I researched and I was just, while I was researching, I kept learning more and more about scalp issues and, and hair health issues and, you know, dermatitis of the scalp, eczema of the scalp and different reactions and sensitivities uh, that we have. And I grew up with sensitivities, but to find that black and brown people, especially young people and children, we tend to have even higher instances of sensitivities and reactions to products. I found that so fascinating. And so that also helped really inform the sort of derma focus, the skin focus and the scalp focus of the product line. And what I learned was that while we over-index on issues related to our scalp and, and our scalp health, we under-index on trips to the dermatologist for this. And so mm. um, another really sort of critical, important piece for me in bringing this brand to life was to make sure that we dermatologists tested every single product. Um, and so in addition to you know consciously formulating the, the products themselves, we dermatologists test. And this is a this is a very thorough and, and involved process where you have to hire a lab and they conduct this research over a series of several weeks on more than 50 subjects. And, and it, it involves like constantly exposing them to the product to make sure that there's no issues. Um, and so, you know, really the, the research helped inform that. And I call our sort of secret sauce, we, I call it rooted technology because I really, I mean, I was reading white papers out of like University of Ghana and, you know, these different uh, universities in West Africa to learn about eczema and dermatitis and what natural plants and remedies treat our skin. And so it was like looking at this sort of ancestral research and traditional um, plant-based ingredients that we use in our culture and then matching it with modern chemistry um, to enhance its performance and bringing this element of dermatologist tested even on top of these conscious formulas. Um, and so it's kind of sort of back looking to our past and our ancestry and then also bringing it forward to perform at a higher level. And of course, I realized very early that I did not know how to formulate. Of course, you know, look, I tried. I watched some YouTube videos. I ordered some ingredients on the internet. I was in my kitchen mixing and stirring. And, you know, the formula kept splitting. It would mold. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so hard. So I quickly said, okay, Hannah, you can read. You can research. 
but you are not a chemist. I did not do that well in my chemistry <laughs> class. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I need to bring in an expert. And I found a woman, black woman, who shared my passion for this. And we've been partnering on the formulas ever since. Wow. I mean, oh, and this is why I was so inspired about this conversation. There's so many pieces here and there's so many entrepreneurs who have an idea and then they jump right in, but they're missing kind of this piece of leveraging your lived experience, your background and and even the science and the data to help you move your brand forward. And so for you to have had such a storied career and to be able to move the consulting piece, because it is, you're solving problems. So you're solving problems for people, your consumers, you're even solving the problem of how do you even make the molecular science work so that you're not getting mold and so that it actually is effective. And I've talked to so many people that are, that are trying to make things in their kitchen, but at the end of the day, we have to evolve beyond that because there are chemists, there are science that can help. So even when you talk about the ancestral piece of this, you were fortunate because you had a mom who talked to you about what went into your body. And I love this notion of taking the ancestral research, coupling it with modern day science and moving the brand forward. And when you think about your SKUs, right, your eight SKUs, what was that process? Like you knew you had the chemist, you're doing all of this dermatological testing. How did you settle on the SKUs? Because they're all great. Like what was that product development piece like once you have that chemistry partner? Yeah. So, I mean, the brand has evolved and has iter had, has had several iterations. The first iteration, I wanted to create something that was mommy and me friendly. And so I started with three SKUs and two of them are still in the line today. The Happy Shampoo and the Do Magic Leave-In Conditioner. But the third SKU was a body cream, which is in the vault, but she might come back at some point. Um, that bring her really back. Was, bring her back. I know. I want to bring her back. I want to bring her back. We're going to bring her back at some point because, you know, my customers are like, where's the skincare line? Where's the body care? Where's my shower gel? I'm like, okay, okay. Um, so, the, um, so the three SKUs were really meant to provide this ritual for mommy and me you could use during your pregnancy. It would really solve your, um, and, and the inspo behind starting there was at that time, my sister was pregnant with my niece and she went back to the natural food store. She brought home product and she was like, this is still not working for me. So I was like, okay, let me start here and give moms something clean and safe. And then they can also use it on their kids. Um, so that was sort of where we started. But, you know, at this time I was in New York, so I didn't have like broad distribution. I was selling it in markets locally. And the feedback I got all the time, I, I had these customers and these heartfelt emails from people who were suffering from psoriasis or eczema. And they were like, look, I don't have a child. I'm not pregnant, but I really enjoy these products. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't meaning to create a product that wouldn't serve you. I was meaning to just show and signal how clean and safe they were. And so then I pivoted from there. So really we started with this sort of hair care and personal care package. In addition to that, being that I was at these markets, like, you know, selling my wares on a regular basis, I got to have these conversations in person. And I started to understand that my customer wanted to start a healthier lifestyle and healthier living, but was finding a lot of problems with her scalp, maintaining her scalp health while through, in between washes during the week, because she's working out, she wants to get more healthy, but then the scalp, the salt and the sweat is building up on her scalp. And so 
then I, I started to focus and create products that were um, meant to help, you know, with, that was then the daily elixir oil, which is like helps soothe the scalp. It's a treatment product you can put on before you shampoo your hair. You can put on in between washes. It's got this incredible, beautiful um, copaiba resin from Brazil, which is traditionally used to like heal wounds. And so that really helps soothe the scalp. And then I came with the curl elixir spray, which is a spray that you use in between wash days. You can use it on your scalp. You can use it on your hair. And so the products kind of evolved as I was solving problems along the way. And then it, it just dawned on me that, wow, I'm creating like a skincare-like regimen for our hair and scalp health. And, um, and that's sort of where this, the brand value proposition, like really is anchored today still. It's in this, you know, looking at sort of scalp health and hair health simultaneously when we think about formulating. Um, and so most of our products have ingredients that are benefiting with claims that, you know, benefit the scalp and proven to help benefit the scalp too. So that's sort of the evolution. Oh my gosh. I love hearing about that. And I, I love this because now you are a mom of two. And so to do mommy and me for your sister. And then when you think about the, you know, projecting that you were actually doing prior to even having your own children, it's just phenomenal. And I love how you talk about being in the local market. So much comes from listening consumers. And I always like to say like for a lot of the work that we're doing at Brain Trust Founders Studio, that we're going to win in the streets because we are constantly in the streets, in the market, trying yes. to help and see what's new and next. And so for you to have had such a humble beginning with the products, thinking about where it is now and how expansive it is, I'm sure that that really helped inform, as you said, kind of the evolution. And I wanted to also talk through this notion of the skin and the scalp. So just I'm, as, as I'm tracking with you, I'm like, do most people even understand the signs that your hair isn't in the best condition, that your scalp isn't healthy? Like, I know we talk about dryness and flakes, but how are you helping people even understand the point of where there is a problem? What does that look like? What have you heard? How are you helping people even get to the place where they understand that they need you so much? I think it, it's really interesting. And I, I think, you know, this category, textured hair care, you can ask any retailer, any buyer, and they'll tell you the entry point is a styling product. This is, I'm, I'm like kind of turning it on its head, turning the approach to the consumer on its head with this. Um, and so it, it's a lot of education. It's a lot of education. And I will say, you know, I try to keep a pulse on my customers to this day. So I have phone calls with them where we'll, we'll reach out as a team and we'll talk to some of our, our customers and just get a, a read and get a finger on the pulse of what they want to know and where they sit and understand. And oftentimes what I hear is, you know, look, I'm very blessed to be partnered with Issa Rae. And my customer really identifies with her and her hair type. And so a lot of times they hear about it from Issa then they come to our website and they're like, whoa, look at all of this information and the science behind this brand and look who's behind it. It's black woman led. And that entices them. And then they read reviews and that entices them to try it. And then I, I literally, this one customer interview stands out in my mind. She was like, I don't know why I need to use happy shampoo. I just know that I now cannot afford to use any other shampoo. So, you know, and we do explain and we, we do try to bring 
the knowledge to light, but I think it's complicated. There's so many ingredients in like skincare and hair care to try and understand. So it's something that we're always working on because I'm like, I thought you guys were buying this because you didn't want phenoxyethanol as a preservative system and you wanted it to be free of all of these things. And they're like, honey, I don't understand. Like half the time they're just like, I don't, I don't necessarily understand that. But what I do know is that that product works wonders for my hair. My hair is growing back. It's healthier. And so um, they're like, it's become a necessary luxury for me. But I think I'm still trying to understand how to tell the story. And it's something we're actually doing a lot of work on right now and trying to to bring that to life. And we've got some really cool things in the work to, to do that more. Um, so I think, you know, what it's I would so. say this is, <laughs> yeah, I would just add one more thing. It's like performance is paramount. So performance, I knew from the very beginning, I'm like, we don't know. We, we've been burned so many times. We don't always understand that natural is better because my experience with natural was that it was worse. And so if I, I have this skeptical customer, rightfully so, these products need to outperform the conventional product with all the silicone and all the petroleum in it. And all, you know, that silicone that gets you that fast slip, but then leaves your hair dried out days later. I was like, we have to get her in the shower. We have 30 seconds. And if she doesn't get it in 30 seconds or maybe less, maybe with 10, um, then we're going to lose her. And so I've always been obsessed with performance and feel and slip and all of the attributes that we've come that we do understand um, to win her over and then let her see the results over time and she'll be back. <laughs> well, it's it's so funny to hear you talk about it because I was I was having a conversation um, that founders, because you're so close and because you're so passionate, we sometimes overcomplicate the message. And so as you're talking about it, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that was it. Right. Like how your consumer is like, I just know that I need this shampoo. And you're like, I thought it was all these other pieces. And it's informing consumers so that they can be better educated, so that they will understand the loyalty that they need to have for you, because you're trying to make all of us better. You're not only giving us a good product, but you're also giving us education so that we can back up the decision and the proof points of why, to your point, we know natural is better. When there is sometimes this stigma that like natural doesn't really clean, natural doesn't work, and even your own experience and you have the quiz. Like I, I noticed like you have the quiz. So you're trying to help people kind of along that journey. Is that what you guys are thinking from a marketing perspective? Like we have a product that works. We know that, but we now need to take it one step further so that we can have an educated consumer who really understands the benefits and why. Yes. Um, the quiz is, is so it's, it's, in, it's incredibly important. Um, to helping us understand how to serve that consumer. And so it's a short quiz that you take and you put in your top concerns, your hair type, how you wear your hair, um, some of your goals, and then it will help lead you to the right wash day ritual, right? So we have Issa's wash day ritual on our website, but that might not be for everybody. And so what we found is when we match our consumer and she starts with that wash day ritual first, and she does the full regimen, she has the best experience and she sees the best results, you know, and it's constantly evolving. I'm like, you know, I love feedback. I'm always asking my consumer for feedback. And so we, we always evaluate like our wash day rituals. And, um, and, you know, I think we've had these ones up now for probably about a year, 
but they're, they are based on what, where we've seen the product perform and which hair type. And, um, and so it's, yeah, it, it was, it was critical to design that. And actually I created the algorithm for it. Um, oh, look at and, you. you know, of course you did. <laughs> the decision tree, trust me, decision tree. Um, and, uh, and so that has been, that has been really successful. And so that is where we see the majority of our first time customers, they're really looking to reset, restart, they're looking for a solution and they invest in that wash day ritual. And then they come back and they repeat because we all go through products at different times and different rates. And so they might try something new or they might repeat on their favorites, um, as they run out of them. Well, I love it. That's what I want. You know, I mentioned my mom earlier and I was like, we're going to go through this so we can get you everything you need. And I have to pause. I kept going, but you mentioned Issa Rae. And it's, you know, very fortunate because what I love about how you all co have come together is that sometimes celebrities join things and it's not so much with the intention of how deeply personal it is to them. Sometimes, let's be honest, it's about a check. You and I both work with talent, so we know. Yeah. But the story of you and Issa is it is so natural and it's so organic. And I love because you started this company, you brought in the chemist, you did all of the pieces, and you were operating a successful company for a long time. And then you said, I believe in 2020, you brought in Issa as your co-owner. So talk about what that was like to go from kind of a founder, not necessarily solopreneur because you had a team, but you were the end all be all. You were the voice and the decision maker. So now you have a partner, you've transitioned and you've grown. What has that been like for you? Yeah, it's been incredible, honestly. I think, um, you know, Issa, Issa was one of my first customers and she, she would, when she was, I was based in New York prior to moving to Los Angeles and um, she would come in town and I would be like, try this, try that. And so early on from the very start of me just tinkering in my kitchen, even the broken formulas, she was testing those out. And so she really got to see the evolution over time. And, you know, sometimes, on, and, and I will say like the evolution has been, a, it's been a long process. This is not an overnight success. Um, there's been a lot of, like I said, it's been with me since I was nine years old. Okay. So I'm not going to disclose how old I am, but it's probably on the internet somewhere. Um, so she, you know, she got to t see these and tinker with them and she would always say, Hey, let me know how I can support. And like, you know, I want to, I want to help out. So even I think in like season two of insecure, there's some products and some old packaging in one of the scenes in the bathroom. Um, and you know, she would post about them here and there. But I knew and understood, like, in order for a celebrity to really lend their platform and their voice to something, it needs to have more, um, it needs to have more weight to the partnership. Um, and so, you know, it took until 2019 when I finally was like, okay, let's have a serious conversation <laughs> about you coming on board and really started to formalize the partnership and the co-owner ship of Sienna Naturals. And it's so interesting because, um, you know, she um, she was like, well, I I'm so excited to do this. I want to do this. And uh, trust me, she resonates with the consumer. Right. I'm not the only brand that has noticed that. So it's not to say she didn't have other opportunities, but she wanted to do something that would she felt she could lend her voice to that was meaningful and, and impactful. 
And so um, she said, now I really want to do this, but you have to make a styling product. She's like, Hannah, why are we out here with a textured hair care line and you ain't got no styling product? I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> I was like, well, the point is scalp health and hair health to grow your healthiest hair. And she was like, I get all that. But at the end of the day, what am I supposed to do when I'm done washing my hair? And I was like, okay, noted. So but you're like, good point. Um, got it. Good point. So, um, so not only had she given me feedback along the way for all the other products, but the, the curl cream, which we launched this March, this past March, um, that was her brainchild. And she pushed me to make that product. And, you know, the Sienna Naturals way means there's no petroleum based ingredient ingredients. And like for all my ingredient nerds out there, like PVP, VA, copolymer, that's a petroleum based, that's a plastic, you know, ingredient that is synonymous with curling. And, um, and so I was nervous. I'm like, I can't make a product that's not going to perform. Like I, I'm about performance. I'm not about to come with some halfway styling product. Um, but she really pushed me. So it took us a number of years and we found, um, this really incredible plant-based ingredient that has, that uses plant cellulose to help sort of restore curl memory and provide the curling. And there's even clinical trials and testing again, instrumental testing of it versus PVP VA copolymer and it outperforms. And so, um, was, you know, if she hadn't pushed me to do that, I probably would be here sitting here with, you know, just the wash day ritual still. So I think this partnership has really helped me stretch and grow in addition to, of course, amplify the brand and speak to my audience. Because when I look at my repeat customers, right? So we're designing for the tightest coils and curl types. And that is who my core is. It's black millennial women. And then I've got concentric circles and I've got other important consumer groups. But this, who we design for is who is our most loyal customers. And we're also serving additional communities. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been incredible to have her on board. And We've got, you know, more styling in the, in the pipeline, thanks to Isa. <laughs> well, and I, I, I just love to hear you talk about it because it is such a natural relationship. And when we can bring people in who push us, like you said that it really helped you amplify and, and grow the brand because you did have a brand for quite some time and you listened to the consumers. And so I love that notion. But wait a second, then then what do we do? And to be able to have her see the evolution, perhaps not officially be part of it, but to be part of how you started to build the brand and then to help you expand and to grow in other categories. And so I can only wait for what you guys have coming up next. It sounds like it's going to be really exciting. And, and even the little tease that you gave us in the beginning, bringing things out of the vault and the body care piece of it. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're seeing kind of trend wise in the market of how you feel like the brand is going to grow? You know what we hear all the time? And, and, you know, this goes back to the customer being like, I don't know why I need this, but I need it now. And this is my necessary luxury. And, and the t amount of times I've heard like necessary luxury from multiple customers. I think it's like, wow, for me, it like literally brings tears to my eyes because I'm so passionate about doing this for my customer. But to, to have them have this like life changing experience, because, you know, we go through so much scrutiny about our hair and it's so important how we show up. And to feel that I'm giving her something that helps her feel love for herself and take care of herself. And so then they're like, well, now I need you to make this for me because if you make it, then I know I'll trust it. And so 
yes, I think like the natural evolution can definitely follow that path. I'm like listening to my customer and I'm going to be designing for her um, into the future. And, and that could mean across categories for sure. Wow. I, I it just... I'm like having tears in my eyes too. And it's not even my brand, but I'm like, <laughs> just because it's so smart and you've done such a good job. So, and I also want to talk through kind of the progression of the brands, because I like how you say, you know, this didn't just happen overnight. We are not in overnight success. And so when you think about those early days, 2012, you know, you're getting it together and where you are now, you're in Target. Like, what do you, alongside of the products, what does the future look like? You were just speaking on all the stages at Essence. You're growing so much. Where do you guys see kind of this pivot retail, D2C, Amazon? What are you thinking there, if you can share? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, you know, truly bringing this to life in person, in real life, where she's shopping and giving her the experience that she's looking for. Um is something that's going to be important to me. I think retail is important, but I also love the connection on D 2 C that I get because I get her to come in and take the quiz. I can ask her questions. I can send her a survey. She is that, that is my lifeline to designing for the future. So I think that'll always remain a critical channel. Um, I also want to leverage our owned channels to provide more educational content for her and, you know, try to bring, um, try to bring her the things she's asking me for, you know, and I would just say like education, there's an insatiable, there's an insatiable appetite for education. So trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to deliver that um, more effectively. I think those are like my, my areas of focus for the future. Well, and you know, you talk about millennials being your consumer, millennials, Gen Z, Alpha, they are, they are label readers. They're yeah. checking things they want to know. They are yep. calling brands to task. So the fact that you've always been about the education and the knowledge, I mean, the sky's the limit in, in all the different verticals of retail. So it's really exciting. So as we um, wrap up, we have this really fun new segment. Thank you, Candice, mm -hmm. on the podcast. So I want to play it with you. It's like rapid fire questions, and it's a lot of fun. Okay. And because of you, it's fun. We are calling this naturally Hana, right? Oh. So what would people say you would naturally do in these situations? Okay. <laughs> naturally Hana, our new segment. Okay. You experience a steady quarter of sales increases. And at the top of the next quarter, your numbers unexpectedly plummet. Naturally Hana would try to understand why, um, look at the season, look at the, the previous trend. Um, and naturally, Hannah is starting to understand more about that as time goes by. I love that. And that was a tricky one because we like got you there, but it is, it's understanding the why and preparing for what's to come. We'd all be remiss if we, as leaders, weren't thinking about it. And it's, you're so on brand. You're like, of course, I'm gonna understand the why. I'm gonna educate <laughs> and then we'll be back and we'll be selling everywhere. Okay, <laughs> our next one. Your kids come home and decide they want to cut all their hair off. Naturally, Hana would. Make sure they understand what that means, but ultimately, maybe support them, probably support them. Yep. Uh, 
a sidebar, my dad took me to a haircut place. It's inexpensive. I don't need to name names here. When I was about six years old and um, asked for a summer cut for his daughters. And uh, we walked in with hair and we walked out without hair. Okay. So I'll just say that I've been there. So I'll probably pull out the photo album and show my kids what that looks like and what that means. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had it similar. I remember I went to go get a perm and my mom dropped me off and I was doing this crazy style. And I was like, oh boy, never again. After that, she was like, yep, not dropping you off anymore. I think my child is into the mohawk. We've been talking about the sides and the mohawk. And I'm just like, girl, do you, boo, do you. (laughs) Absolutely. Sounds fabulous. I know. We'll we'll see because I'm naturally not a hair person. Okay. And then our last one, a first time mom and founder DMs you asking for advice. Naturally, Hannah would respond to her and tell her what I know. What do you tell her? Oh, so asking for advice about starting a company. I I think it would just depend on what her question was. Um, But absolutely, you know, I've done I've done events with uh, American Express and with the Target takeoff team um, and tried to support and give back along the way. You know, one one quick tidbit, one quick fact that had really good uh, feedback when I did this with the Target takeoff crew was creating a SWOT analysis. And a SWOT analysis is a four, it's a small diagram in four sections and you put in your strengths your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats, and you list those out. And that is just gives you a beautiful, quick, strategic snapshot of where your business is today. And it helps you plan for the future. So it's one of the most, it's a, it's a business school tool, but it's one of the most helpful things. And I use it, I use it annually still. So a SWOT analysis is what I'm going to tell her to do first. Oh my gosh, naturally, Hannah, of course you come through with the SWOT analysis. And what I love about this is of all of these episodes, we just celebrated our 75th. I do not think that we have talked about a SWOT analysis and it is a fundamental basic best practice for business. And the fact that you've been in business so long and that you do it every year, I mean, that is commendable. I think sometimes we're always like chasing and this and that, that we forget about the basis. So I am so happy that a SWOT analysis, I actually am like, hmm, I should do a SWOT analysis this weekend. <laughs> and they're so helpful because it's a snapshot. It shows your progress because you have your strengths. So you see your progress yes. and then, you know, your weaknesses are the things that are kind of holding you back right now. Like, where is it that you're trying to get to, but you're stuck? And then the opportunities are like, where do you see based on you know, what the feedback is coming through, where do you see the opportunities, or maybe even from some of the weaknesses, where are the opportunities? And then your threats are, okay, you know, what is the competitive landscape if I try to go there? And what else do I need to know? It's, it's a snapshot that tells like your past and your, and helps you map out the future. So I think they're useful, regardless, like, I think they're useful every year, for sure. I was spending so much time with my executive coach just talking about the business and we now have the funds and the studio and um, all of the different pieces of growth because we've just grown so quickly. And that SWOT translates across all industries, all categories across the entire organization and brand. So 
Thank you, Naturally Hannah. Um, so to close things out, um, we always like to talk about one brand. Of course, I'm going to continue to buy Sienna Naturals for my mom. I actually need to get it for um, my daughter. As you were talking, I was like, wait a second, I've been so focused on this generation. I need to get into my other generation. So thank you for that. But as as a founder, as someone that I you know am inspired by, what's another brand that we should check out, not miss, learn about, support? I think um, there's a new skincare product um, that I've been recently introduced to called Namesake. And I love, oh, yeah. I love this skincare product. It's, um, it's, it, they've, they've got one SKU right now. It's called Namesake, but Davlin Mosley is a young woman who's developed it with her mother. Who's a cert- who's a dermatologist and she's a black woman dermatologist and she's been serving um, you know, patients in, with melanated skin and skincare for decades. Um, so it's this mother-daughter duo that I think is just going to be so incredible. And I just love and relate to like their origin story. And I, I mean, I don't know if I relate to it, but I, I love it and I admire it. Um, and so that's one I will name because it's a new one. Um, and she's, I think she's available at 13 Loon right now. Um, she sells on her .com, but that's one to check out. Oh my gosh, I love this. I always love uh, to hear about new brands and also brands that have stories because at the end of the day, we have to get the product right. It has to work. But so much is the passion and the story of the founder that just connects the pieces and makes you want to support and makes you want that founder and the brand to win. So that's a great one. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, And I'm so excited. We need a play date. I am just so excited for the brands and everything that you're doing. And just thank you for sharing and taking so much time today. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Kendra, anytime you invite me to hang out with you, I'm going to come. You've done a phenomenal job with the expansion and the growth. So congratulations to you and Issa. I'm excited for all that's to come. And every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. And thanks to Hannah, make sure to visit Namesake Skincare. That's at Namesake Skincare, a Black-owned skincare brand created by a mother and a daughter. And as always, I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And as you could tell from the podcast, I was so excited about the SWOT analysis. So make sure that you are taking time to do your own SWOT analysis, the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for your brand, your company, even personally, but make sure that you take the time to dig into your own SWOT analysis. And thanks to Hana, we know that this is gonna be life-changing and game-changing for your brand. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode and we love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, associate producer Ariel Mancibo, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast, And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a mean old line media production. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh,
you need parts, O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.